Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of The Manic Podcast. For the next hour-ish, I'm going to be your host, it's Liam, and sitting across from me, using the power of the internet, it's the ever-demure Tobias. He's so demure, he's so demure, he's basically nature. (laughs) Yeah, you're so demure, you're so demure. Hello, people. I'm demure, apparently. Imagine with a little fan, like... Hey, look, I've been watching the Japanese section of Westworld. I've just got geishas everywhere. It's on the brain. Ah, okay. How are you finding Westworld? All right, actually. Now you're in season two. For yeah, anyone I'm, who's I'm not. about midway through season two. Now that there's a bit going on, it's not just we know that we're robots. There's more to it than that. Now there's lots yeah, yeah. of layers, which I know that that's basically the premise. <laughs> I'm. It's a lot. To it. I'm. It's difficult for me to talk about Westworld because I finished season three. Yeah. So well, I'm, is, I'm way to, ahead of you. I've got to get a bit of a hustle on because I'm watching it through Now TV and they're removing it all in six days. You're not going to do it. I don't know. I watched four episodes since yesterday. And for me, that's all right at the moment. And there's only like, it's not like 20 episode seasons. Are you watching it just you or you and Amanda? Just me. Oh, you can storm through it then. That's yeah, okay. Just me. Yeah, just me watching it back to back. Mm. But. I said I... before. I found uh, season two a bit of a slog. I thought it got a bit too self-indulgent. I found but... the first like half that I've watched so far a bit slow, but the last episode or two started to pick up. Now they've introduced Shogun World and like the samurais and that. I did and... like that Just... element because actually, I really loved season one, but I loved the if you like the real world part of it. Yeah, not the actual West world because I'm not into westerny type stuff. Yeah, I can tell you exactly the point I am for you. It won't you mean know, anything, but okay. You know the man in black, the, the, the dude yes. in black, I think it's Will or something like that. His daughter has just been introduced as his daughter. Oh, I like his daughter. Yeah, she's, she's just been introduced. She's been in it for an episode or two, but she's just introduced herself as her, his daughter. And by like, I mean, I like his daughter. <laughs> she is a very attractive woman. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but no, I'm I'm liking it, but I have got six days, so I don't know if I'm going to burn myself out on it and be like, do you know it, what, do it, do it. I'll find it somewhere else. Well, but no, you I'm, know I'm, what, I'm, you're I'm not watching Vagrant Queen like you said no, you would, I am. so you oh. can just stop through. <laughs> yeah, that is that is very true. That is very true. <laughs> oh, Vagrant Queen, uh, one day, one day. It got better. I say that having I watched the last episode that was on, and I can't tell you a single thing. I kind of zoned out through it. Um. I accept it for what it is. I'm ploughing through season one. I, Unless something really kicks in, I don't think I'll care if there's a season two. Oh, really? Because uh, obviously I have given it way more of a chance than you did. Oh, yes. And yes. I don't hate it like you do. I wouldn't uh, say I hate it. I just don't think it's good. Well, that's kind of... <laughs> no, because I can, I, can, I, can, I can not like someone and I can hate someone. Like... I have nothing against it. I just don't want to spend time with it. Uh, <laughs> jokes I can make there, but it comes down to it. It sounds more like it's just yeah. Okay, fair enough. I am. I am trying. It's got its moments. Yeah. Each each of the main three characters are having their moments, but it's suffering in the same way that I find actually a lot of TV series. It's the lead character who I don't care about. Yeah. Leader. I'm. I there's an episode where she's hardly in it. I really like that episode. 
using that link, but to to mention Westworld, who is te- who is lead? Is it Bernard? What lead actor of Westworld? Who is like the lead? Dolores. Your... Oh, Dolores is... oh, okay. She's credited first. Okay, In then fact... I, I follow your your theory completely. I don't care about the lead character. It's everyone else. Yes. Um. Yeah, it will be interesting when you're up to speed with where I am, which is yeah. basically what everyone is, because there's no more yeah. at the moment. It'll be interesting to still see if you feel that way. I do, but Dolores does go in a particular way. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean go. I mean, she's the lead and... The character goes a certain direction. Yes, but, I mean, if you look... If we're looking at lead, three lead actors, yeah. right? It's uh, Evan Rachel Wood, who is Dolores first. Candy yeah. Newton, who is second. Maybe. Okay. Uh, and then Jeffrey Wright, who's Bernard. Oh no, she's considering I've never been the biggest Bernard fan. I, I I feel for me watching it, he's at he feels like the main character to me because he feels like you're in. Because he's relatable. Yeah. You know? Uh and I think that is a key point. Obviously also the and credit is the man in black, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Well, I actually I I'm not a massive fan of him. His stuff feels a bit heavy, but for yes. no reason sometimes. Although I'm I'm at that point in season two where we're getting his backstory. So we just had the whole storyline with his dad. Yes. And they literally cool. just found, I did they've, like they've that. just found his dad like now. Yes. Or psycho in his cage. I don't know if he'll come back at all or if there's any more of him. But the point is we've just had him like current day been locked in there for like twenty like a while and gone a bit crazy. It's that kind of series where like Someone who died in series one can come back as a flashback in series three. They yeah. can always use them. Um, yeah. There will be characters that haven't died yet for you, but they will die soon. And I'm still watching them because they're yeah. still being used, even though they died. <laughs> it's that kind of series, though, isn't it? Yeah. Perfectly. Which is good. It, it, yeah. I mean, it is good, but it also kind of... It, it doesn't always feel like there's true jeopardy sometimes. No, no, um, it, it does feel a little false sometimes. There's a threat, and you go, oh, "Okay, yeah, they're going to get out of that." But it's very well produced series. I do think it's got it's very good quality. I do think it's good quality. Yeah, oh, it, visually, it's very, it's a very cinematic series. And actually, it's got another one of those where I think you can tell from the opening credits. Literally, the title sequence is very well and clever, and yeah, yeah my, I like the the title sequence is very interesting to watch but it is a very long title sequence it is overly long i will yeah. say that but i do think i like a series to have opening titles and a lot yeah. don't now they'll do a little title card and then the cast will just come up along the bottom of the screen during the actual episode watching something on demand though i do like the option to skip the titles so that if if you're watching like a full season like binging you don't always have to sit through the long one constantly I, it, might, it might be different for you because you like to credit watch. I, I literally make a note of the credits. I, but... I can't. Like, for example, we're, me and Amanda are watching Dexter again because I've seen it and she's watching it for the first yeah. time. And that's a really long title sequence. It's him waking up doing his morning routine to this really cool, like, like ticking along music. But it is quite a long sequence and it doesn't change. It's not one of these that changes with the show. It's the same from episode one, season one, to the final of episode season that's eight. That's the sort that I would skip if there yeah. are no changes. No, but for me, the opening credits do and should bring you in, bring yeah. you into the episode. 
I like the the tradition of having your little teaser the opening credits main episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and things don't always do that anymore, which is fine no. to mix it up. But I like it how I like it. But then I so said, there's the other side of the other side of it where if it's too short, it annoys me as well. Like Lost, where it's just that, you know, it's like okay, I want more heroes. Yeah. I just want a bit more than that. I want something yeah. to go. I want something dramatic and then a little sequence, but I don't want it to last like four minutes. For me, and I say this both as a viewer and as an actor, right? There's something called, let's reference Walking Dead. Yeah. They they do have uh, a title sequence, but it, they have more main characters than fit on the title sequence. Yeah. And there's levels of grading up. And I think it's quite exciting when a side character makes the opening credits. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, they've made it. It probably means they're going to die this episode, but <laughs> they've made also, it. Also, I think having a longer visual, if you count the actual credits that are coming up during it, if you just look at the visual, I think having a longer opening uh, sequence is okay if it changes episode by episode. Like, obviously, Walking Dead, it changes depending on what's happening, doesn't it? Like, obviously, season to season, to a yeah, point. season to season. Yeah. It's not... I don't literally mean every single episode has to be different. Right. But if there's something visual a little bit different every time, to a point, I think it's easier to have this really long sequence. Uh, Game of Thrones had a very interesting opening credit. Oh, the 3D table. and Yes, and that changed oh. through the seasons. Uh, but for me, it was a bit of a nightmare because it was actually... Because I do make notes on the, the credit <laughs> changes. And not only did... They remove actors and put them on depending on if they were in an episode or not. <laughs> they changed the order as well, depending on how sized role and actor it was. Yeah. And it was kind of, I'd not known a series do that to that degree. Yeah. And I don't want other series to do that because it did my head in. <laughs> yeah. I think Actually, it's, Killing I think Eve does it to a point. It shouldn't take away from your from the viewing it shouldn't make it shouldn't if you if the credits are on it you should have that option to look at the credits as they're going through it so there's so much happening on screen that you can't do that it kind of defeats the object of having them there there's some well for me the credits were always for two reasons why you should have them it's it's telling you who your main characters are and with star trek not anymore particularly but they used to have the actor's name and the character name. So you knew who was playing who. Likewise, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, things like Friends, they would only have the name, but over the, literally the images of that actor. Yeah. The only downside, and I do know why certain series don't do it now, it's harder to keep secrets. Yeah. Because yeah, if you're like a big comeback or something. Yes. And they sometimes legally have to put them on the main credits. And it ruins it if you're not meant to know that they're back until the last minute of the yeah. episode. No, I get that. Here's a question for you then. What is your favourite title sequence? Like, is there a show that you go, okay, I love, I love that title sequence? What would you say your favourite go-to title sequence is? Um, I immediately thought of Buffy. So I think uh, it's it's very pumping energy. It is. It's the rock music, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a big deal. They made use of it. Now, I have a little story here about it, which I may have said on the podcast on before or not. Spoilers, if but it was like the 90s, so get over it. But <laughs> <laughs> You're only um, like, what, 30 years out? 
Yeah. Uh, right. The very first episode, Joss Whedon wanted to put Eric Balfour, who played Jesse, on the opening title sequence. Right. Because he gets killed off in the first episode. And that's the key point, right? They wanted, like, here's your main characters. Oh, one's dead. But by doing that, it actually, you have to pay the actor more. It legally have to pay them more because they're, like, a star now. Yeah. Uh, so the network went, no, he's in it for an episode. It's just... Just hit the microphone. <laughs> Got a bit animated, right? So Joss wasn't allowed to do it. However, season six, having been a also star for a couple of two, three seasons, Amber Benson, who played Tara, finally, finally, after two and a half series, got on the opening credits and then was killed in that episode. And that was a brilliant use because I know at that point, because I was on the forums, I used to be part of the Buffy fandom. Fans were like, they had this thing. She's on the credits. She's here. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, not for me as much because I don't, I don't credit watch. But I mean, there are lots of people who do. That's, a, you know, it's not just you. It's a thing. Yeah. That's why they're there. And they are, they are meant to be paid attention to. Otherwise, there'd be no point in them. Yes. You know, so it is a big thing, especially for an actor or actress who's, you know, been working for seasons and now they're on the title sequence but to then get killed off is brutal <laughs> i mean that is i mean going back to walking dead there's a lot of cases season by, by season where an actor does get promoted up yeah and then they're gone uh also some actors leapfrog other actors which i always think is very interesting this series had it uh christian Seratos, rosita she jumped over eugene just mcdermott Oh, she he was def he's definitely better this season than she is. Yeah, but now there's been an argument online, started by me, because <laughs> I used that, and there's a bit of a logical thing that I won't get into, but I think she's going to get killed off. I think she's jumped up to fill a place so that Maggie can come back. Yeah. But other people go, no, it's because she's a bigger star now. She's been cast in something else, but she's the lead, so therefore she deserves that jump. I'm like... That's quite possible. I can't deny that. No. But the fact that she's been cast in something else as a lead tells me more that she's going to get killed off. <laughs> I yeah, still think there's a, you know. It is a little tell, isn't it? Yes. Oh, by the way, combining mm. two things that I've mentioned, Norman Reedus has recently said, expect the, the last episode of Walking Dead when it comes of this season to be very Games of Thrones. Yeah, I saw, I saw that quote. So it's like, that's interesting. So what, I'm assuming what it means is it'll be very dark and you won't be able to see anything. That happened one episode. <laughs> also, that no, seems to be one, like of, one anyway. of the final opinions. Yes. Uh, no, <laughs> Just I like everyone's opinion that people go, oh, Game of Thrones was rubbish because of its ending. And no, I, I, I can't be dealing with that. I agree with the ending. I actually agree with no, that. No, I don't have an issue with the ending, but I, I don't like people who love a series. They support the series fully until the very end. Then they don't like the end. Or even just the last season, and then they write off the, the series. I think that's no, bad. I don't. Because we'll it's not a geeky series to reference. But I could happily watch all of How I Met Your Mother except for the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, I'm, you know, you wouldn't write off the whole series because no, of that last episode. I loved the whole series, but that last episode really annoyed me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's because from a fan point of view, following it for, for so long, to then backtrack on things and basically twist it. Yeah, I mean, so it's, I it's almost think... like they didn't. They had an ending, and then they went, "Nah, let's not do that." Game, uh, not Game of Thrones, uh, Lost, again, also had a dodgy, not last episode, but it's last season. The I problem think. with Lost is 
there were so many theories running around, wasn't there? And they were right. Yeah. But the thing is, the the series about halfway through went, no, you're wrong. And then really didn't know how to back out of that. Yeah. And I think it lost itself. Still love Lost. It's still one of my favorite series ever. But it lost its way a little bit. I agree. Um, I agree. Battlestar Galactica had a split ending. People weren't sure about it because it got very religious. But then it always had religious tones. Battlestar Galactica was very heavy anyway, wasn't it? It had a yeah. very he- heavy watch to it anyway, but in a good way for me. I think a lot, even if you, uh, there's a lot of confusing between, uh, and I have this a lot being a Star Trek fan, uh, and I'm regularly arguing people, it's the, the use of the word canon. Yeah. Uh, people get confused and go and confuse opinion with canon. Of like, right. I don't like this. It's not canon. It's like, no, no, that's not what canon is. The show has shown us it. Therefore, it is canon. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean doesn't. Yeah. No, it's canon. It's happened. But that's that's like the classic. You, know, I think you've just watched some of the Star Wars, haven't you? Oh, that's crazy. like that's like the Star Wars fans who don't who are like, well, you know, the original trilogy isn't shouldn't be canon because I don't like it. They'd never go original, but yeah. <laughs> as, no, the, by original, I'm, I'm, I meant one, two, and three. Oh, as prequel. in original, as in one, two, three, not original as in first made. No, the the prequel trilogy, That's the right, which is what I watched today because I'm watching in chronological order. Yeah. So I watched the prequel trilogy today. I'm watching the original trilogy tomorrow, and then the day after, I'm watching the sequel trilogy. Um, there was a lot of hate towards the prequel trilogy, and I will say, take out the lightsaber fight in phantom menace and that's not the best of films it's a bit bogged down with politics it's not it's not the most fun and when it is trying to be fun it's jar jar binks and not everyone likes him you see but i don't think in the the late 90s early 2000s people had got into the notion of let's write and campaign and try to get it written off no, but that now because they didn't like the Last Jedi, let's let's campaign and make sure it's not canon. Let's get it struck off canon to well, the point that the director went, so "Please do, unfair. please do." And I'm like, actually, I liked the Last Jedi. I thought it has a lot of things that you'd want from a Star Wars film, but but because it killed off a character, which you'll notice, they killed a may an old character off in each film. That was clearly their plan. They did it well. I don't see the problem. I'll probably I've already annoyed people with uh, our podcast this last week. I think I'm going to do it again <laughs> with my strong opinions. <laughs> well, going from wars to Trek. Yeah. Um, we spoke off podcast the other night. I think it was after we recorded the last podcast, actually. Or it might have been after the quiz. I can't remember. One of the two. I think it was after quiz. Yeah. Um, I said I was going to car- try and carry on with Voyager. Yes. I have. I watched a load more. Um. And I, honestly, it was lucky that the, the next episode I had wasn't one of the slower ones. It was really interesting and really got me back into it. And I've watched a load of it now. I'm still, I, I am still on that same series, mm-hmm. but I've had a couple of two-parters now. And uh, for American listeners, he means season. Yes, yeah. that's that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. But um, you told me a fact about the relationship off-camera between Janeway and Seven, Seven and Nine. Yes. And do you want to explain that? So I. Basically, for people who don't know, though, if you're uh, a Trekkie, you probably do know. Yeah. Uh, In season four, Star Trek Voyager brought in Seven of Nine to blatantly sex up the show. Now, uh, Jerry Ryan is just a paid actress. 
However, Kate Mulgrew, who plays the lead, Janeway, took against it. She had spent three years not wanting to sex up the show and resented the fact that they were now bringing in this Seven of Nine character, but took it out on the actress uh, to the point of, you could say, bullying. Mm. Uh, she was being not just not helpful, but properly getting in the way of scenes being done, wouldn't do the opposite side of conversation, just kept walking off. Just it was horrible. And Jerry Ryan has spoken about it in recent years, saying it only got better when she started dating one of the producers. <laughs> but this, but the season that you're watching, so you're in season four, aren't you? Yeah. It, I mean, I said to you, watch any scene between them because you, yeah. you'll know that Jerry Ryan is being physically sick. I mean, and that's what I was going to mention it. I mean, just watching maybe say six or seven episodes that I've watched since going back to it a few days ago. There's a lot between the two of them. A lot because they they use seven a lot, and because it's her, her, you know, it's her, it's her series, really, isn't it? She's come into it. Literally, the first episode I came back, there was basically invisible aliens doing medical tests and all the. Yes. And all the crew and yeah. the doctor used seven or nine to see them because she had the built-in optical. Yes. But there was there's so many scenes where it's just her and Janeway. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking that must have been hell. That must yes. have been absolute hell to not get on with the person you're working with. Well, I Especially the lead. You know, I mean, I we're not gonna get I have my own company. Yeah, yeah. And it is problematic when you don't get on. Yeah, I mean, it's your company. You've cast someone, and you yeah. don't get on with it. It's, I mean, it's a horrific situation. It's, obviously, it's human nature. Realistically, not everyone's going to get on with everyone, and yeah. you're not going to get on with everyone. But when there is friction between any cast member on stage, off stage, it's not good. No, I no. mean, it's just. I suppose it's just a a point to both of them that you can't. I don't think you can massively tell through the performances. Really, yeah. I don't, it doesn't show. They it hides quite well. But I am definitely back into Voyager. I'm. Normally, whenever I put on like Netflix, and I don't want to watch something that I'm like a big heavy series that I'm into. I want something a bit more casual. I I, I just sit flick through random stuff, but that's my go-to at the moment. Right. I, am, well, I am enjoying it. Well, today I've had a very starsy day because I've watched the prequel trilogy of Star Wars um, at the same time because I'm kind of getting into a bit of a Star Trek phase, even though I've not watched any recently. Yeah. Um, and what I've been doing is I'm prepping myself to watch some, but on my terms. So <laughs> for each season, I'm basically working out the average number of episodes in a, in a season. Yeah. And then making a season, but for the whole series. Okay. So uh, for Next Generation, each season has 26 episodes. So yeah. I'm making my best twenty a list of twenty six episodes to cover the whole series. Ooh, and I was like watch... a crash course. It's well, it yes, but I'm not doing it so that it doesn't have to make sense. I I don't okay. need to pick up plot points because I've seen it all. I've it, you know, do you know I... what? From yeah. someone who has seen all of them from yourself, yeah, it would be interesting to see your crash course of each season. Like what to make sense or just for lighting? Yeah, literally. To, to make sense, some someone coming into it, yeah. Obviously, you ha- you would have to sacrifice like character growth at, at, yes. between an audience. But it would be interesting for someone who's seen it all to put together a a whole like Voyager crash course. So twenty six episodes yes. to cover the whole run it, for each of the main. So actually, it might be something to think about for the blog, just as a random thing. I could do. Uh, 
And to be honest, it might be something I do whilst I start watching them. Because at the moment, yeah. I'm just making the list. Yeah. Um, because what I, I'm actually, I got to a point, as in I actually haven't finished it. I've only done original series, haven't actually taken that down to the amount of episodes I want. Um, because I'm getting to this point of, it's episodes I like versus the ones that I think should be in the list. Yeah. They're like, they're they're big episodes. And I'll give an example. And this is, again gonna upset a few people <laughs> from the next generation uh i think it was voted the either it was the best episode or the second best episode and it's called inner light uh it's a picard episode it's where he's taken by aliens and he lives an entire life on this alien planet but it's all in his mind yeah but at the end he can still play the flute that he learned in this other life even though it only happened in a few seconds in reality yeah and it is a it's it's deemed one of the best episodes. However, it's not one of my favorites. Fair enough. I actually think it's quite slow, to the point of a little bit dull. Do you know one of my opinions about um, Next Generation is a lot of people's a lot of the things that people like were Picard's interaction with the holodeck. And I actually some, find some people, I, yeah. <laughs> I find I found a lot of that very hindering. I, I found it quite boring. A lot of his interaction with the holodeck. I can say it. I at the moment, I I've got to get it down to twenty six. And I think I'm currently on thirty, and I've just got to knock a few out. Yeah. Um, none, not one of the holodeck stories have made it into my top. I mean, I think the holodeck does come into it in some fun and interesting ways, and sometimes some really good ways. But yes. none of them are just like, oh, Picard fancies being Sherlock Holmes, whoop-de-doo. You know, none of that really interested me, because there were other things they could have been doing. I mean... I think it's because the, 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 the thing that makes Star Trek interesting is it's the future. So doing a holodeck thing where it's all set in the past, you've got it a little bit with Janeway, because she's obsessed with, like, um, Da Vinci and all that. Oh, uh, no. Right. Okay. I'm going to warn you now. Okay. Right. You're up to Da Vinci. That's cool. You recognize <laughs> Da Vinci, by the way, do you recognize yeah. the actor? I do, but not not enough to know who he is straight away. He's Gimli from Game of Thrones. Not Game oh, of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Probably why I recognize him, yeah. Yes. Jonathan Reese davis He's also from Sliders. Yeah. Right. However, they'll finish that element. Okay. Then they go to a place called Fairhaven. Okay. They'd be episodes I missed easily. They oh, are really? some of the okay. most dull episodes in that series. So <laughs> fair enough. Well, I yeah. just had a two-parter. Well, not just a couple of episodes ago, called "The Year of Hell." Do you know it without? Yes, I do. Yes, very clever episodes about time yes. change and a race who are rewriting time to basically get back one element that they lost. Now you had so... a break. You had a break in watching, didn't you? Yeah, I did indeed. Do you remember? Uh, there was an episode. When Kez was in it, still. Oh, Kez. Kez, yeah. Yep. Where she actually time jumped in herself. Vaguely, yeah. In it, she references a year of hell. Does she? Yes, because they killed off uh, Tuvok and someone else. I can't remember now. Uh, oh, Janeway. I think they killed off Janeway and Tuvok in that episode. Right. That, sh that she references. So I then thought it was very cool that actually we did get... A two-parter, which was yeah. Year of Hell. Yeah. I found it very interesting because it was, I mean, two-parters, and I've looked through, I've looked ahead through the series without reading the things. There's a lot of two-parters. Yeah. 
and that's I know from experience that's not always a good thing. But that I really did enjoy that. That was a really good two part art because yeah. it because it was looking at the whole thing of, you know, if you edit, it was a race you were basically killing off other races and to change time at a very yeah. basic level. No, it is it, good. Very clever, um, and I am the, I'm definitely back into it. The only problem that I have, and I have it with Star Trek as a whole, is that they press the reset button. Yeah, they they undo. Now that had a time travel element, and you always have that thing with time travel that you can undo it. Yeah, but Star Trek does have this tendency of they'll give you this really big episode, someone you all know will die, but they'll be the fine by the end of the episode. Yeah, that. But that's why I was so shocked when Kez left in an episode, but then was actually gone. <laughs> yeah, but see, right, this is ah, this comes back to something. If you watched the opening credits, you'll have realised that all season, her name's not been on the credits. Right, did she come on for that season? Uh, she she quit between seasons, and she just kept on for the so they could write her out. Right. But at the time, uh, it was meant to be a secret. And they, the, like, the, the, the trailer and announcement was like, tune in next week when a main character leaves, and everyone went, well, Jennifer Lynn's not been on the, the credits, so we, we're going to guess. <laughs> we, we think maybe she's the It's a shame because I really liked Kez. I did, yeah. I did. But I, Neelix is the one. I like Neelix. Um, but, right, so actually, I was going to say, um, actually, you'll be alone there. Not a lot. Uh, Neelix is voted one of the least popular characters in really? all of the Star Treks, yeah. All of the stuff. I like him. I like the fact he's always trying to cheer people up and everyone finds I, him really annoying. I, I think I, if anything, I mean you're if I was in Star Trek, I you're am Neelix. I'm a chef and I think most people find me quite annoying. The fact <laughs> is you'd also leave yourself a morale officer. <laughs> I definitely would. I do like you are Neelix. I do like you are Neelix. Neelix. Yeah. <laughs> um right, so I have had a very starsy day because I was doing that with Star Trek, uh making my, my lists, watching Star Wars, and also on the side Today and yesterday, watching the SpaceX rocket launch and docking. Oh, I did see about it. I, I didn't watch it myself. I didn't go outside and actually see it for real because you could see it from here. But I didn't do that. I did. But that. I, wa- I watched the launch. That was very. That was exciting actually. Watching a launch because there is that fear they could just blow up. Yeah. They could. This is the first time a commercial, not NASA or anything like. A rich man has made a, a rocket. Yeah, so it could potentially go wrong. So it was fine yesterday, and they docked today. Though I will say, I missed the docking because I forgot what the time it was. Yeah. Um, I have watched the docking from a, it's like the, the nose comes away and then it plugs in. All very sci-fi, to be fair. But I was watching the um, the astronauts go on board the station. That took a long time. Yeah. That took the reasonable amount of time in that they have to wait for everything to pressurize and make sure, you know, that they're not going to open the seal and everything's going to go boom. Yeah. Obviously, that took a long time, but they opened the airlock. Now, there's a series of airlocks to get from the space station to the to them in the dragon. Um, but then they opened it. They'd been there for two hours from docking to that door being open. Yeah. And when it opened, that's when they decided to do the last minute checks. So it still <laughs> took ages. And the, the press are just going, we're here. 
<laughs> we want to ask you questions. <laughs> and they did. And it was actually, it was cool because they, they kind of came through and they all had photos taken with the, the astronauts who were already on the space station. Yeah. That was cool because that's kind of basically futuristic history in the making. Because yeah. now that now that they've, they've done that, they're there for a while, then I they've got to come back. All on, now obviously we're British, so it doesn't mean quite the same to us. No. But it was the first time an Ameri- American astronauts launched in America and docked to the, an American's all American made, literally all yeah. American. And it's first commercial, and it's hopefully all going to come back safely. And you know, now they've done it once. I mean, this is the guy who, you know, spe- uh, Elon, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, yeah, yeah. Him and NASA are going to team with. Uh, Tom Cruise, they're all going to do a film so that Tom Cruise is going to be the first actor in space to do a film in space for real. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's all quite exciting. I mean, who knows? We we might start going back to the moon and to Mars and stuff like they keep saying that we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? 2020. 2020. Pan- pandemics aside. <laughs> what was it that I was... Oh, I'm playing a, a video game at the moment called Prey. Have you heard of it? I've heard of the word, not the uh, game. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> Prey. It's by Bethesda Studios. So the same people who make uh, like the Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, and Oblivion. I know that. Yeah. Um, but it's base. It's it's a space themed one, and it's set in 2033. Yeah. But it's so futury. That's the problem, isn't it's, it? And because I'm I'm playing it through, and my daughter's watching me play it, and. I was like, oh, oh, it's um, it's like ten, basically ten years away, and she was like, oh, that's, are we gonna have those stuff then in ten years? And I was like, <laughs> no, realistically, no. <laughs> Just makes me yeah. laugh what they think. And that game's not. I mean, that game's probably what, like eight, six, seven, eight years older, maybe. Yeah, but you you look at all the things like Back to the Future. We should have flying cars. We passed that now. now we passed them, aren't we? Now that time. But, you know, and that's the problem with Star Trek, because when Star Trek started in the 60s, they gave us all this future history. Yeah. But it's like people are now going, well, we're clearly in an alternative timeline because we haven't had the eugenic wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because according to Star Trek, we should have had a third world war by now. That's fair enough. Mind you, you know, got Trump in power. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Could be around maybe, the his ne- maybe his next thing will be make space great again. And then it'll be that's how we get the the big space stuff. I well, it's, ele- <laughs> it's election year this year, so he's got to do something. Make sp- hashtag make space great again. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I'm saying>. <laughs> <laughs> Shall if we? Not, we'll build a wall. Build a wall around space. Yeah, build around the moon. Around the earth. Around the earth. Yeah, don't let those aliens in. No. <laughs> Shall we do a segment? Um, I don't feel like it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, I've got the hat. There's only two bits of paper, but oh, we are ready for... Character battle. Two bits of paper. We're going to make them fight. That's going to be a good <laughs> thing, isn't it? It's a paper. Two bits of paper. Right, so this first one, Russell, Russell, Russell with two bits of paper, uh, is going to be for you. Is it rustling with two bits? I was just rubbing them together. <laughs> oh, it feels so sordid. Yeah. Is this my one? Yes. I love how we say you, but we don't really debate it. <laughs> Neville Longbottom, though. Neville Longbottom. See, it's more yours than mine. Spelly Armus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, and my one. Uh, oh, this is also your one. Oh. Oh, this is going to be a trick. Sabrina Spellman. Oh, they're literally both magic. Yes, they are. We've oh, not had this, that before. You know what? This might be the first time. It's an actual in-depth conversation. Because this segment yeah. normally takes like a minute or two. Yeah, but I'm normally okay with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I'm right, still not well, up to date with Sabrina. Me neither. She got quite powerful. Queen of Hell. Neville's Neville. Yeah. I mean, he's good. Chosen one. Her or him? Him. Is he the chosen one? Why is he the yeah. chosen one? We, we did this exactly. We had this exact same talk on the last time he came up. Because I don't know why in, he's in the, the fam- one. in the famous Harry Potter prophecy, the one that makes makes Harry the chosen one. Yeah, it's a, there's actually two chosen. It's not one. It's a chosen. There's two of them that are chosen, and Neville's the other one. Is that in the films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it literally it, it leads on to the whole thing of one of the chosen one has to defeat Voldemort and. It's Neville who actually does technically defeat Voldemort because he's the one that destroys the last Horcrux. Uh-oh. He destroys the snake. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he is—he's—he is technically as much the chosen one as Harry Potter, but without the dead parents. I—I'm gonna say he then only really becomes—I say only—but he then just becomes a teacher. Does he? Yeah, he's just a teacher well, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. Sabrina. She's the lead of her series. Yeah, I mean, and Queen of Hell beats Teacher. I, I reckon if she wanted to, she'd just magically snap his neck. Yeah, because she does have a... Du- he, Neville Longbottom is good. There's no... Sabrina is technically... Although she's but got, she does have darkness. Got an edge. I, I mean, spoilers, her dad is the devil. It's kind of a heritage, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. got a literally bloodline. As I've said several times, Queen of Hell... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, my money's on Sabrina for this. I would say more towards Sabrina, but it would be a. Do you know what? It's more like to be a, like a Potter versus Voldemort style fight, an actual proper spells. Although they're saying that her magic isn't like a wand that she has to really focus. It's just like inherent magic. That's better. He needs a wand. That's true. Although technically, you shouldn't. There's loads of magic you can do without wands. They just focus it through the wand a lot of the time, don't they? You need but to I look do the, think the the weapon. I can tell you why they got wands. Merchandising, yeah, <laughs> and that's coming from someone who owns several ones. <laughs> I've bought other people ones. You've been with me when I've bought pretty much all my ones as well. I think have I? I've, I've bought at least two of my five ones when you've been there. Oh, that's that's because I, I don't normally go to Hamleys with anyone else. Oh, that's. Have you only bought them from Hamleys? Yeah. Oh, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bought. I think I bought. Two for myself when I went on a trip to see Brooke and Mormon with Amanda a couple of years back. But the rest yeah. of the other three I've definitely bought with you. Fair enough. Maybe we should go back to Hamlet's. Yeah, when... We should, because I, I don't like having an odd number. <laughs> yeah, Do you know, my, my, my problem with buying replicas of the wands is actually the main characters' ones are really boring looking. Harry Harry's, wand is, Harry's is boring, isn't it? Yeah. It just looks like a stick. Yeah. And But, I mean, I've got Dumbledore's, like the classic, the Elder one. So it's one, it's one of... The Deathly Hallows. Right. See, I've got the Elder Wand, and I've got Voldemort's one, so I've got, like, good and I've got evil. Yeah. And then I've just got random characters' wands because they look cool. I've got a random Death Eater wand because yeah, it looks... Because... It's, it's a skull. It's the snake slithering through the skull. Yeah, but Harry's is just... It's just a stick. In fact, a lot of the characters are really dull. It's a fancy twig. Yeah. <laughs> like Bellatrix Lestrange is one of the ones that I want. 
because I like the character, but her wand is just a, a nice-looking handle with a bit of a stick on it. What about Newt? I don't know what... I'm not sure about Newt, but I think he has got an interesting-looking wand. The only reason I wouldn't want to get it is I want to buy main series. I don't really want the side series ones. But at the same time, he's the main character. But at the same time, I suppose if I went back there and it was on the, in the, the collection, part of the official collection, yeah. and it looked good, good, I would buy it. Yeah. That's the key point, though. It's got to look good, because... Yeah. You... You're shelling out actually quite a lot of money. Yeah. Well, for something that's actually not magical. I'm just pointing. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I don't know what you've been doing with yours. You Certainly might have a magic. lot of magic. <laughs> no, but there have genuinely been times where I've just sat watching Teddy holding them, flicking around like Lumos. <laughs> Expelliarmus. Well, you can get the TV remote ones. Yeah, I've seen them. They look pretty cool. But they're, they're all a lot bigger than the actual ones. They're a bit more clunky. Yeah. And they've got magic a little thing at the end. Feel, give magic it away. doesn't feel magic if you have to put batteries in them. <laughs> That was my problem with lightsabers. Oh, I thought of you the other day, lightsabers. I've got quite a lot of lightsabers. I saw, I saw on Facebook, it was a link to one of these proper, really good quality professional lightsaber companies. Yeah. Where you, they're like a hundred, couple hundred quid for one of these, for a, a collection, like a set, so it's a full saber. You get the nice aluminium handle, which you can get custom designs, and then you can choose the, the colour of the, the actual I've got saber. Right. I've got, I've got a custom, but it's a cheap custom. It's not like oh, you, these look proper. Yes, I've yeah. seen the, I've seen them unboxed, and oh, trust me, if I had the Mula Mula, yeah, I would have. I mean, it annoys me because obviously I've been doing a lot of TikToks. <laughs> None of my lightsabers are in this house. <laughs> they're annoying. all they're all at my parents. And I'm like, oh, I could have used some of them. I could have used some of them. Oh, lockdown. In fact, Sean broke it. Because that was one where you press the button and it flings out itself. So you don't need to do the thrust. I mean, these the the one, the the site that I saw, I can't remember what it was called. But the trailer for them, because that little YouTube video trailer they'd put together, was people like fighting with them. And that you could buy adapters so they had double side. And I'm thinking, if I spend 200 quid on a Sabre, I am not hitting something. I'm not hitting stuff with it. I'll tell you right, I have one of those really expensive lightsabers. I have Obi-Wan Kenobi's. Yeah. Uh, it broke within the first hour. Because you were playing with it. Yeah. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> the light just stopped working. I know. And I'm like, and therefore I lost interest in it. It cost a lot of money. <laughs> the thing that like, interested me about these ones was the fact that you could buy a little adapter so that you could have the saber on both sides. You could go Darth Maul style. Yes. But then you could also buy curved handles you could proper go really in depth with the design of the handles because that's the thing i would want to design my own yeah uh and we all we we both know it'll be purple we know it's going to be purple yours will be purple mine will be red which works because i'm definitely evil yeah we we know this (laughs) we we know this but are we are we saying that sabrina wins yeah she's the daughter of the i think it makes sense she's her power seems to be more inherently powerful right so Sabrina goes into the final yeah. of character battle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. On the, on the side. Right. Very interesting. Oh. So, yeah, I've watched a couple of films this week. Have you? Lucky yeah. You. I've watched one new film and one old film. And by old, I don't mean like 40 years old. I mean 2017. I would say things that are 40 years old are pretty awesome. I'm not well. I'm not debating that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with I'll start with the new film because I don't know if you've seen it, so I don't think it's gonna be a huge discussion. Okay. But I, I watched Crawl. 
I don't even know what it is. Um, it's a horror film. It came out it, last. It didn't sound like a happy. It came happy. out last year. It's from a company called Crypt TV. Okay. Um, they're like a YouTube channel who do really spooky monster f- creature features. But basically, um, this girl gets stuck in the, this t- tornado hits America, um, and they live in like the South uh, where there's lots of swamps. And she goes to find her dad, who's not answering his phone, who is basically fixing up a house that, that he's trying to sell. And he's gone into the crawl space underneath, which is about four foot. So you can hunch in it, but you do basically have to crawl through it. She finds him at the back of it with a huge bite mark in. And as she's dragging him back to pull him out, the biggest alligator you've ever seen in your life crashes through the stairs in underneath it. And they basically get trapped in a hurricane underneath the house with two massive alligators. And it's I'm about a little the... bit disappointed that it's an alligator. I thought it was going to be something more supernatural. No, no, it's it, it's it's very real, except for the fact that they're 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 very big. Um, but the point is, because it's this this um, hurricane and they live in this swamped area, the water is slowly rising. So they've got about an hour in this crawl space before it fills up completely. And like outside on street level, the water is about four or five meters high now on the streets, so, and there are a ton of alligators around. Okay. It was it was actually very good. It was very good. Yeah. Don't, don't I, give I, anything away because I might. No, I, I, is I it on Netflix? No, no. Then I, I won't be watching I it anytime. No, I, I did watch it on Sky, but it was very good. I won't I won't spoil anything about it because it was good, and I do think you should watch it. And there, there's one element I'm going to tell you about it because I know it'll ruin the film for you if if you go into it not knowing it. There's an animal <laughs> in it, and it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Just want to let you know that. Thank you. There's cool. a. She brings a dog with her, and I thought, wow, I know several people who will not watch this film if there's a dog that dies in it. Yeah, that's nope. always up Just there. so you know, friend to friend, the dog's all right, but it, there are moments where you think it might not be. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, before we go on to our next segment, yeah, um, a little chat. I haven't read the full article on this. I've just seen the headline, so I'm going off the headline. I don't yes. know if you've actually read the article itself. Sure. Uh, but apparently... The next Jurassic Park film, Dominion, is going to set up more films. Okay. A new era of films. And that bugs me, to be honest, because it's meant to be the last part. Because actually, I love the Jurassic Park franchise, but I I don't need many more now. No, Uh, no, I, I agree with you, actually. I mean, Jurassic World. Yes. Was good. It had a yeah. nostalgic feel to it as well because it was a, th- a lot of it was throwback. I've always said, right now, I am not. I get bugged about people. Hang on, I'm going to rephrase that. Yeah, the last Terminator film that came out, Dark Fate. Yeah, ignores a lot of the sequels. It's a, It's basically it remakes itself as the third film in the franchise, even yeah. though we've always had already had a third, fourth, and fifth. You know, and I that that annoys me. Yeah. Uh, you can get away with it because it's time travel involved in that franchise, so therefore you could go, okay, this is just another timeline. Yeah. But there's other franchises which kind of want to do that, of going, well, we didn't like the the fourth film, so therefore this film's going to ignore that one completely. I don't like that. I think that's disrespectful. The fact is, it got made. Yeah. Now, ignoring that element, the thing that I like about Jurassic World is that you can watch it as the fourth film. Or you could just watch it as the second yeah. one. It could, yeah, yeah. 
you know because i think it's actually the perfect sequel to jurassic park it just happened that we had the second and third one in between there's enough throwbacks to it that if you're complete if you're new to the series and for some reason that is the first one you're watching you will still enjoy that film yes yeah but if you are a a connoisseur and you've seen all (laughs) of them you that film will be another level for you because yeah. there, there's so many little moments where you go, oh, that's that. Oh, they're yeah. there. Oh, it's the original Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, now, obviously, there's a fifth one, which I still haven't rewatched. I've only seen it. I've got it on Blu-ray, but I've only seen it that once at the cinema. Uh, I am, at some point, going to have a Jurassic Park fest and watch all five films. Yeah, probably. I, no, what I'll probably do is actually I might now wait until this sixth one. So you've got six ones. Yeah. But... I was all set up for this sixth film to be, right, it's the end. We basically had the Jurassic Park trilogy. This is the Jurassic World trilogy. I don't want it to set up a new era. I want it to actually close it. I want it to finish it. I want it to draw a line on it. It's having all the original cast back in it. It seems the perfect time to cap it all off. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the problem is that's just how they work now, isn't it? It's almost like, is it still making us money? Let's milk that cow until it can't make any more milk. No, you're just diffusing the thing and people's nostalgic view of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. It's you should always quit while you're winning. Yeah. Don't don't outstay your welcome, really. Yeah. Yeah, I but... agree with that. I mean, going from dinosaurs to monsters, uh-huh. I messaged you today saying, what film should I watch, basically? Yes. I had a couple of films I was thinking of watching because I thought if you'd seen one of them, we could discuss it on here. Now, the one I actually settled with was one I should have watched ages ago. And we've discussed on on here, but how I should have watched it already. Okay. And I don't know how I hadn't watched Kong Skull Island before. How hadn't you? This is the thing. The thing is, I didn't realise it was part of the same, like, thing as the Godzilla films, of the, like the new era Godzilla. Not oh, that yeah, it's, horrible, it's, le- bad, it's leading up to the... Yeah, um, the, the the next film that well, it's the, is, year, is it not technically the first MonsterVerse film? Chronologically, yeah, but not production. What was the first one? Godzilla. Oh, was that out before Skull Island? Godzilla came first. Then they decided that they were going to put the two together. Ah. Then Kong Skull Island came out, but it is set way before. Yeah, it's set, it's set in the same. And then it's, it's uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yeah. After that, and then obviously we've got... Is it Godzilla versus Kong? Or Kong versus Godzilla? I'm going to say Godzilla first, probably. I would have thought so. Godzilla versus Kong. The thing is, I hadn't seen it. And the thing that put me off about watching it is... I've never been the biggest Kong fan. Because... It's just a load of people versus a big gorilla. Having now seen the film... Yeah. I really like that film. I think I might enjoy that film more than the first Godzilla. Uh, there's a lot to like in it. It's got a good cast. I, first of all, I did really not realise how many creatures were going to be in this film. Oh, yeah. And that may... Yeah. If you've read the the Annihilation review I put up on our Tumblr, quick plug oh, there, yeah. then you'll see that I like creatures. I like it when you've got a whole array of interesting creatures. And this film really did that. There's so many things in this film. Yes. Yeah. And that made uh, because I it, for me it was daunting just the idea of them just being this big monkey because really how do you beat a massive monkey? But just... in all fairness, just giving a bit of credit to a previous King Kong film. Yeah, if you watched the the old one with Jack Black in it and Naomi Watts, yeah. there are dinosaurs in that film. True, it's not just the monkey. Everything's there and everything's big and old worldy prehistoric yeah. stuff. 
That's true. And this one kind of had the same big things. Uh, the thing I liked about this one was out, it's creature-ish, but not, was that that had dinosaurs on it. There was skeletons of dinosaurs in that film, did which you, I really liked. Did you watch the post-credits? The Godzilla tease? Yeah. 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 But I'll tell you uh, what, I didn't when I went to see it at the cinema. Did you not? I, I didn't say, know there was a tease. I didn't. I, I YouTubed it because I was watching it on Prime and I, I tried fast forwarding through the, the credits and it, I just kept missing it. It wouldn't let me fix on it. It kept going back to, because it's one hour, 58 minutes long, that whole film is. Right. It went from being one hour, 50 to just being finished. And I was like, no, nah. so I just Googled it in the end um, to watch it. But I really enjoyed this film. And are we going to see more of the, the the humans from this film? What, from Kong? Yeah. You've seen one. Have we? Right. Who have because I seen? The, the, the problem is, right, in uh, King of the Monsters, Yeah. Uh, Joe Morton's in it. I don't know. Who that an is. older black guy. He's not one of the main uh, characters. Okay. He is the older version of Corey Hawkins. Right, okay. From Kong Skull Island. Now, because the thing is, this was... I really liked Hiddleston in this and Brie Larson. I thought I actually really liked their characters in this. Yeah. And the the way the film kind of ended, especially with the, the post credit scene, just left me going, surely you you should be in one of these next films. They're not though. At least at least him. It feels like he it feels like no, he should. Because the thing is, Eve, it wouldn't be Tom Hiddleston anyway. No. Unless they somehow managed to do some sort of flashback. Yeah. Which they could, they could do something a bit swishy there. But obviously everyone's so much older because it's in the past. Yeah. But no. Um, oh, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's one element I do really kind of forget about is that it yeah. is set in 74. It's and actually, considering that I don't massively rate him as an actor, I don't think he's terrible. I don't. He's not one of my favourites. John C. Riley was. I really liked his character. He's not one of my favourites. I tell you what, though. Already, I mean, you've got Samuel L. Jackson as well. There's a whole Marvel fest going oh, in I that I was thinking film. that as I watched it. There's a lot of Marvel people in that yeah. film. Uh, but no, it's a really good cast. I really actually do enjoy that film. And I kind of agree. I think I might like it more than the Godzilla films. And I made it on the Marvel thing. I made a joke to myself that the post credit scene should have been. I know that spoilers, Samuel L. Jackson's character gets killed in that. Big he, spoiler. Yeah. Kong yeah. Crushes, basically crushes him. But I thought it would have been really funny if the post credit scene had been him surviving. And then Nick Fury comes and goes, I'm putting together a, a team of monsters. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the monster verse Nick Fury. But um, um, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot in it that. I just didn't expect. Really, the the Godzilla versus Kong will follow on mostly from Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. But with a new lead. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård is the lead for it. As Godzilla. No, not as Godzilla. <laughs> it's, it's actually a biographical. <laughs> um, um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I, I really got into the, the latest Godzilla films, like the... King of Monsters and just Godzilla. I really enjoyed them. I like the idea of this this world of all these huge mutos, whatever they're called. Well, I watched all three films in one day. Yeah, all I mean, I, that was quite a good film day. I I did avoid Kong out, outright. I avoided it because I the idea of King Kong himself never massively appealed to me. But as it was, it's part of the the collection, the monster verse. Yeah, and there's more to come, especially as the mm. film has got him in it. Yeah. I thought I should probably watch that. I don't want another yeah. Infinity War where I've seen, oh, Black Panther's in it, but I haven't seen Black Panther yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. Yes. Really enjoyed yeah, no, it. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. Um, shall we do our final segment? Yeah. 
We shall. Casting couch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, now this is going to, if you've been following the podcast, which you should be, this is episode 15. Come on. Uh, (laughs) um, We, every episode, cast one of the X-Men for the MCU. Now that Disney have bought Fox out, we've been going through them. We've cast Professor X, Cyclops, Wolverine. Sometimes we cast well. Sometimes we cast badly. Over over all of it, you are the guys who get to choose because I put a poll up and you vote for which of our four suggestions yeah. actually gets cast. And then at the end of it, we'll uh, we'll see how right we were I'll have between a all of us. Yeah. Now we've obviously we've got quite a few under our belt now. I mean, if this is episode yeah. fifteen, that means we've got fourteen cast. Yeah, that's crazy. Now this particular one. Uh, was I brought forward it was meant yeah. to be a bit later in in the series because recently there was some news um and it was just I think it was Simon Kinberg who wrote and directed the last uh, X-Men film for Fox uh basically he said that had the Gambit film gone forward starring Channing Tatum yeah that this character was meant to be the main bad guy for it that which is why at the end of X-Men Apocalypse in the uh, post credit scene, they give you a little tease for the character. But obviously, it's all not happened. Yeah. So I have I had already decided to bring this character in as an option. But because he's literally this week been in the news, <laughs> I thought, oh, bring him forward. Because people are more likely to click the hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we are casting a character who's not been in the films yet first time we've done that so you'll only really uh, know them from like the cartoon series i imagine cartoon in the comics yeah so it's nathaniel essex aka mr sinistar yeah right so no actor that for us to kind of go like or not like uh i did make a comment to you when i told you who the character was that ah oh, it's a shame that we've cast jeffrey dean morgan as magneto because i would yeah. love I would have put him up for this I role. Can, I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. Um, now he is essentially, if we want to dumb it down, a bit of a vampire kind of character. He is. A, he is a vampire-esque, isn't it? Yes, he looks like a vampire. Yeah. Uh, he is. I would say he's one of the big X-Men villains. Yeah. It, obviously, you've got Magneto, who's sort of like he's the poster child like, for their villains. Isn't yeah. He? Uh, Apocalypse is actually my favourite X-Men villain But he has been done quite recently We're not going to be doing Apocalypse in our recasts Um, Because it's actually not that long ago And I don't think they'll touch him for a while in the MCU Uh, But I do think, if you look at reboots generally uh, A new reboot tends to like to use a villain Who hasn't been used before They like to make their mark Often they like to use someone who was about to be used in the previous set. If you look at the Spider-Man films, um, for the fourth film under Sam Raimi, they were going to be bringing in the lizard. And then the Amazing Spider-Man used the lizard. If you look at the Batman films, um, they were going to do Batman Triumphant with George Clooney, and they were going to use the Scarecrow. That didn't happen, but then when Christopher Nolan did Batman Begins, they used the scarecrow yeah so the fact that simon kinberg has said they were about to use mr sinister in 
forces my thinking that actually we should cast him now before they actually sense. cast him to you. Get ahead of it, as it were. Right. Now, I have three options in case I, we do... I mean, I also technically have three options. Oh, But funny. I don't. I, ha- I have two options, and then there's another one. Basically, my, my second option might switch out depending on how my mind goes. Well, I'm going to give you... because I'm going to give you first go at this. I don't know. We actually haven't discussed anything for this. No, we haven't. So it'll be interesting to see if we've gone down the same path or not. I'm not entirely certain I'm happy with my options. But there are options. <laughs> there, there are options. Yeah. And I've got reasons for them. Um, so, go on, Liam. Give me your first option for Mr. Sinistar. Okay, cool. Um, my first option is Henry Cavill. Did not see that one coming. I get why, it. though. I, I think he is a bit... Yeah, Do I you can... know why? Strong jaw. <laughs> Strong jaw. Actually, you white him up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not a, a whitewashy thing. That is, he's literally white. Oh, he is like yeah. pale, pale, white, white. Yeah. Very white. With with the most fabulous cape in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, this is something uh, I read. Now, not about Mrs. Sinister, but I thought I'd just throw it in because we've just referred to costume. Uh, I thought I was going to read an article which was going to be much different to what I read. And the article article didn't really come to much in the end. But they were like, uh, the person, someone spoiled something and they know when Wolverine's coming into the MCU. Right. The article then proceeded to not mention, not reference at all when he's coming into the MCU. But what they did say is to make a difference... MCU are apparently Marvel are intent on him having his classic yellow outfit, which is something that Fox never did because they thought it looked silly. So it will be interesting. I have faith in Marvel, but it is if you go by comic and cartoon, X Men could look a little bit silly. They could look a bit silly, which is why Fox went for the leather looks. Now you've referenced Mr. Sinister. He does have a particular outfit. Which is very it's Dracula-ish. Very, it's very, it's very ah, in your face. But, I mean, they could also draw it back and make it a bit more real. Because it, they could they could literally just make him pale with yeah. a a cape. Yeah. Yeah. The hooded cape or something. If they didn't want the, the points and the pizzazz. Also, I think it could look quite metallic. It looks quite metallic sometimes in the He, dark, he does look very almost cyborg at times with the... Mm. That's very much the characters. I'm very straight edged. Um, yes. Something I did just Google to confirm, but when I initially did my research for this character, because I've seen the original comic series, yeah. and so I, I know who he is. I don't know loads about him, but I know enough about him. Um, he's he's been teased in in films already. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, in Deadpool two. What? No, what was it? In Deadpool? Yes, in Deadpool two, the, the, his family name is on one of the towers. Essex is on one of the towers. It's his family cool. name. Cool. Yeah, because yeah. it's the thing that I found out. Um, it's in. It's in. You know when they all jump out of the plane. Yes. They cl- the classic when they all jump out of the plane. It kind of does its montage of them falling all cool before it goes horribly wrong. It's yeah. during that one of them flies past the the Essex tower, Fair which is. is his family tower. Fair so it's kind of already teased the fact he could exist and the fact that Deadpool is coming over. Yes. And it's going to be canon. Yeah. The question the te- is. Sure, 
how the it's question is will the two that have already happened technically be canon oh well they just make deadpool from now on canon yes i mean he i don't think uh, it matters he deadpool could reference care. Them. yeah um, deadpool will talk about him all the time we will actually be discussing deadpool again in a future episode I mean, not recasting him. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Yeah, he is. But he has had a knock-on effect. So he will be coming up next episode. But we'll come back to that. Right, okay. So you're... Actually, you know what? Normally, I'm not normally fans of your suggestions. Now, I will say, do you remember how I said I had three and I I might swap my last two around? I've actually gone completely opposite. Because my first one was not Henry Cavill. He's actually... Yeah, he was actually one of the two I was going to shift around. So it's actually my number one and my number two are now potentially in runnings for number two interesting henry cavill was my last minute addition but visually i can see it cool it's the fact that he's a villain though which makes me think maybe not yeah but that might be good because obviously i don't know if you've seen the news recently he's in talks to return as superman and carry on as superman Ah, okay right which might actually put a bit of a spanner in your works yeah but if he is going to be, if he was to be in both franchises, yeah, actually being a bad guy would kind of work for him, because I've seen rumours. I mean, there's, I'm going to reference. There's a certain TikToker who really annoys me because I've told him he's wrong. He ha- he is stating it as fact <laughs> that uh, Henry Cavill is the new Wolverine. He's literally saying it as a fact. I'm like, he's not. It's a fan theory. Literally, you know, for, to that point, you might as well be saying that. Daniel Radcliffe is definitely Wolverine. It's not, you know. Not a fan of that. Exactly. Yeah, neither am I. I, I, I didn't like the words coming out of my mouth. But <laughs> but no, actually, yeah, I don't hate that. that that's okay. quite cool. Right. Yeah. Mm, I think yours might win. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I will say uh, right. that out of my other two, I know who I'm going to go for, and I don't think they're going to be as strong a that's choice. Cool. That's why I've pushed them back. Okay, that's cool. Um. Right, so my I'm actually switching my first and second round. Um, I'm going to go for someone who actually was originally cast in the MCU but pulled out of a film. Okay, uh, and I think it's good for him that he did. Uh, I'm going for Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson was actually cast as a bit of a throwaway character, he was cast as Paxton in um Ant Man, right. Literally the husband of Ant-Man's ex-wife. Literally, okay. that's what his role was. Uh, but when Edgar Wright left the film, Patrick Wilson did as well. Uh, but he then went on to play Ocean Master in Aquaman. Right. He's he's the lead in the Conjuring films. Uh, he's also a lead in Watchman. Watchmen. Um, and I actually really like him. And I think the fact that the MCU have actually already cast him. It just didn't work out. Yeah, He's obviously on their radar. They cast him. Um, And I do think... I mean, he was... I had been pushing him as a potential Mr. Fantastic. I can see that. I know him from The Conjuring. Yes. Yeah. That's what I Uh, mean. But it looks very much like John Krasinski is going to be Mr. Fantastic, if you believe all the rumours. So taking that out, because he is my number one choice for Mr. Fantastic, but taking that out as an option, I'm just putting him up. I think you could paint him up. He's quite tall. He can be quite muscular. He looks quite good as Ocean Master. Yeah. Um, he goes up against Jason Momoa. You know, you've got to have something about you. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so 
I actually I prefer your Henry Cavill, but Patrick Wilson is my first choice. Okay, cool. Oh, right, what, what right. My secondary choice is someone who I don't I don't think you'll have guessed would be one that I would choose. But when you first said it, I instantly said to you, "I've I've got someone." Yes, that's yeah. why they've won the toss over them and this other person. Okay. Um, it could just be because I've been re- I've been watching it again lately. But when you when I googled what he looked like to confirm I was thinking about the right character, I just saw Stephen Moyer. I don't know why. Because he's been a vampire. But it, what the thing is, I I don't think of Sinister as vampirish. I just think of him as I no, actually think robotic like when it. I look at him. Again, I've gone for actors who have got a very shaped shaped heads. All right. Yeah. He's not he's not as strong as Henry Cavill as for it. No. But. Yeah, uh, Stephen Moyer, so Bill from True Blood, or if you've seen it recently, The Sound of Music Live, because apparently <laughs> he sings as well. <laughs> uh, well, actually, we know that he does, because uh, when we're touring, yeah, yeah. We, we, we go to Brentwood Theatre, uh, and there's pictures of him, because yeah. he's done shows there. We, we've used his dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Used and abused. Um, but yeah, so, okay. Yeah, I prefer you, Henry Cavill, but yeah. I'm not against. I could actually see either of those being cast. Yeah. To be fair, uh, right? I've got a toss up now. Ooh. All right, I'm going to go for someone different. I'm going to give people a different option. Ooh. I'm going to go for someone who's a lot older. A lot older. A lot older, but has a particular voice, okay. um, and he has a very good, strong presence, and he's someone that I've already put up. In these castings before. Oh, okay. So I'm going for Liam Neeson. Oh wow. Yeah, very different. But when I was looking, <laughs> he's very tall. Uh, obviously, I watched him today because he's quite gone new. Obviously, that's back from the nineties. But I just like—I don't know—he's got a presence. He's got a very recognisable voice, and you can use CGI. This is it. You can CGI if you need him to look a little bit stronger. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, str- I'm struggling to hear anything, but. I don't know where you mutants are, but I will find you, and Fine. I will suck your blood. Don't do, don't do the accent. But <laughs> but I always, whenever, right? I originally put him up for Professor X when we in our very first. I had forgotten about that completely. Yeah, because <laughs> the reason why I put him up as Professor X is if you look at his body of work, right? He trained Obi Wan Kenobi. He trained Batman. He voiced Zeus, who's basically God. He voiced Aslan, who's basically God. He's just kind of, he's, he's got power to him. I'm surprised he hasn't played God himself. Yeah. Right. But now. That's Morgan Freeman's turf. Yeah. For now. But he wasn't, he wasn't chosen. He was one of my options. But obviously Mark Strong, my other option, got cast for yeah. uh, Professor X. But, you know, I kind of actually, Liam Neeson was my first choice. Until I thought of Patrick Wilson. Yeah. And, I, and then I pushed him down over who was my third. Who I will mention in a minute. Because uh, it ties in with something. But I don't expect Liam Neeson to be chosen. But he is yeah, got... It's nice to have an alternative there. And also, Marvel do like casting big respected actors. Yeah, they do. And I think, you know, I mean, Liam Neeson's in his 60s now. Uh, it's just like, he counts. <laughs> yeah he counts right so he he's my my second and option and that covers the four options who was your third who's not getting used it's a visually probably not right for it but oh, okay. and i know has turned down mcu roles before 
How dare they? Daniel Day-Lewis. I get it. Because I was thinking character actor, someone who can really yes. get into a role. He wouldn't take Mr. Sinister. He wouldn't take Mr. Sinister. No. He, he'd have to be the out and out lead. Wouldn't that's he? what I was saying. He, he was someone I was, when I was looking at lists of actors, because that's generally how I do this, to, to jog my mind and make me think of people, was uh, when I came across him, I was thinking, okay, yeah, you'd be good, because he is a good actor. But again, vis- he's not got that natural visual that I was actually looking for when I was looking through people. E.g., Henry Cavill yeah. and Stephen Moyer. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, no, he's turned down. I don't know what roles he's turned down, but I, when I Googled him separately, there were several articles about him t- turning down roles and stuff, including the MCU. Yeah. Fair enough. I didn't know that. Movie. I wonder who he's been up for. No, uh, I mean, it's one of the top results. I just haven't clicked on it. It does. I can see him turning down MCU because it doesn't seem like his sort of thing. No. Okay. Uh, my third choice... Uh, He became my third choice for two reasons. One, I've seen that the that Marvel, the MCU, want him, but they're looking for the right role for him. Right. The other thing is, I think that in the third season of The Walking Dead, he basically, I think he's doing an impression of Liam Neeson the whole season, and it's uh, David Morrissey, who played the governor. Right. Uh, So I could, I could kind of see him. As Mr. Sinister. But I don't actually think I like David Morrissey. (laughs) I'm not sure he's actually strong enough. But reading that Marvel actually like him and are looking for a role for him, I thought, well... Well, I I very quickly just Googled to see if I could see who who he'd been cast as, and I can't actually find it. But I see that a lot of fan castings put him as Magneto. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, I get that. I I do see that. that. Yeah. Again, and he's main enough to be, I think, accepted. <laughs> it's like oh, big bads, yeah. isn't he, that way? Oh, yeah, no, he would be accepted. I mean, he's, is he three times Oscar winner? Probably, that, I assume so. He's big enough, isn't he? He's he done is. enough big films. But the, the problem is they are artistic films a lot of the time. It's very rare that he does what I would class as a commercial film. Sometimes no. the artistic crosses over into commercial. Yeah. But he likes, I mean, he played Abraham Lincoln, I think. I mean, he really, really digs deep and gets, I mean, yeah. he's a method. And I don't he think... Likes a, he likes a role with a bit of meat to it. I don't think comic book is his bag. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, I know it's not the film, the films don't do as well, but the grittiness of the... Like the Batman films, like the Nolan oh, Batman would have been more actually, hit. He he, I, down, he turned down Batman. I looked, I found that on the list. Yeah, Batman himself. Yeah. Because I tell you what, I have always struggled, always struggled with an actor that I would want who hasn't played the Joker. But actually, thinking about it, I could use him because he could. Oh, as I, the Joker. Yeah, because he properly moulds into characters. Oh, he does. He really gets involved. And actually, that's what you need for the Joker. Um, he turned down Batman himself for Batman Forever. Yeah, again, I can see why, because Batman Forever was very comic booky as opposed to gritty real. Yeah, but I mean, like the Nolan series. Yeah, he I would can see him because there's enough grit to really get into the role, and I get, I can respect that to a point. Daniel Day Lewis is one of those that actually, I, I think he's a really, really good actor. He just doesn't tend to do films that I want to see. No. 
there, you know, there's a different caliber act. Like when what back to Skull Skull Island with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. He's always got a Samuel L. Jackson esque element to him yes. in most of his roles. Not all of them. Like mm. in Seven Years a Slave, he's very different, obviously. I didn't know he was or, is it, or is it Django Unchained? It's one of the two. Django Unchained. Django oh, Unchained. That's right. Yes. He's not, wasn't he? That's not Samuel Jackson at all because he's a lot older. Um, he has but, his moments. He had, I mean, he does He yeah. does try to morph. I mean, if you think about it, yeah. uh, his I mean, villain in Kingsman isn't exactly uh, uh, Samuel well, Glass, Jackson. Well, Glass isn't Samuel Jackson, really. No, is I mean, he, I, uh, Samuel Jackson is one of my absolute favourites. Yeah, he's great. Um, I, there's still not a film where Tom Cruise and Samuel Jackson have been in the same film, and I need it to happen, because they're my big two. Oh, that no. surprises me. No, because but they just haven't crossed over yet. And I'm like, do it soon. I, <laughs> I need it in my life. And then, for a completely different reason, if you could throw Isla Fisher in there, that would be my perfect little film. <laughs> uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Actually, I'm always putting together my top casts. Until recently, it would have had Kevin Spacey in it, but obviously not. Oh, I know that that's... Um... I tell you what, what it is. if it if it wasn't for recent events, Kevin Spacey probably would have come up quite a lot in recasting. Yeah. No, I can see that because because before it, everything kicked off, he was considered quite a high caliber actor. He was one of my favourites. Yeah, I get that. Was. Some of his films, uh, I think, he would have come up as he would have come up as an option for both Magneto and Professor X for me. I and I can see I could have seen a beast. Really, I, there's a lot of yeah. roles I can see him. There's, a, there's a lot of things that he'd actually be good at, but just not anymore. <laughs> no. no, naughty, naughty, naughty. Right. Naughty. So, who are our final four for this? Our round? final four from you, Henry Cavill, and I've forgotten the other one already. Yeah, Henry Cavill. That's. I reckon he's going to win this. You know, okay. I do think he's going to win this. For you me, know what? It'd be what? nice to win one of these polls through actual choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick Wilson. And Liam Neeson are mine. Now I'm I'm sort of happy with my Patrick Wilson, but I wasn't expecting Henry Cavill. I'm I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I will be putting up the poll, and you will have about a week to vote for who you would like to play, Mister. I was going to say Mister. Fantastic. Don't vote for that. That won't be an option. <laughs> Mister. Sinister. Are you ready for that? Cool. That concludes casting couch. Excellent, and you will be able to vote on that poll over at our Twitter, which is The Manic, with two N's. Very, Very important. important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's so important. It's, it's all of the importance. It's all of it. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we wrap up that this present of a podcast? Um, well, from a geeky point of view, I, I'm halfway through Space Force. Is that the Steve Carell thing? Yeah. I saw him slated for. Yeah. Should he have been slated for it so far? I don't I okay, I don't think he's bad. I okay. don't think John Malkovich is bad. Okay. But there's something about it which just doesn't work. Okay. Well, put Sometimes things just miss, don't they? I I've watched five Is it a series? Episodes. Sorry. Yes, it's, okay, it's a on. series of ten episodes. Okay. And I'm just not feeling it. Okay. Just not feeling it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a second series. That's on Netflix, isn't it? It is on Netflix. It's a shame. It's, it's, it's a shame because I really do like him. Yeah. Uh, but there we are. So that, that was yeah, a geeky thing. Enough. That's fair enough. Uh, anything from you? No, not really. I mean, I've been, I'm trying to watch more films generally. So yeah. I'm sure I'll have something for the next podcast, <laughs> which is actually the film review one. So, you know, definitely have one for that. 
<laughs> yeah, because yeah, you can't choose not to watch those. <laughs> no, which if you're listening to this on the day of its release, our next episode of the Manic Film Club will come out next Wednesday, which is a futile and stupid gesture. I don't know because I've not got it in front of me. Futile so and... I, I want it's to. About... Sh- right, it's about the guy who made the National Lampoon film series. Yeah, it's all set in the seventies. Stars Will Forte. That's all I can tell you right now. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's our first comedy that will be reviewed. But, if, but basically, that'll be nice. If you want to watch along with the film club and then be able to actually know what we're talking about for the review episode next Wednesday, you've got a week to watch that. Also, let us know if you are watching. Yeah, be because nice. we don't actually we know that people are listening to the podcast, but we don't know if those people are watching the film that we're talking about. No, it would be nice to have some proper watch alongs. Yes. Uh, likewise, keeping on the theme of the film club. We've also released like a mini little film club thing because we were asked to do a review for an upcoming film, animated film yeah. called Agatha Christine Next Door Spy. So that's out. That's like a little mini episode for a film that's being released in June. You won't have seen that one because it's not released yet. Yeah. June the got... 16th on Amazon. Yeah. And other other places. Yeah. I, just if you, just if you Google it. Blog, I do yeah. say all places in the blog. There you go. Pretty much. Okay, well, apart from that, thank you for listening. Don't forget you can like, comment, and share this amongst all your friends. As I said before, we're in lockdown. Yeah, I know the rules are starting to ease slightly, but you can still listen to a podcast. Don't worry. Don't worry. A little bit of politics here. We're easing lockdown. We'll have a second peak soon. We'll be fully back into lockdown yeah. before you know it. Don't worry. It's going to be a while till me and Tobias are on each other's laps again. We would never on each other's laps. <laughs> That's not true. He used to caress my knee regularly. That happened on occasion. <laughs> one, it happened once, but in my mind, every time. <laughs> and then you moved us to the table. Yeah, it just felt more official and less. There's less room for complaints. <laughs> well, that's your own choice. You had a bit of rubbish and you turned it down. <laughs> I just meant I could look at you. I didn't. We sat by each other. Did we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we first did it, we had opposite mics. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Ah. Uh... I long, I long for those days where I could sit next to you again. Well, the thing is, right? What I'll do next time for the next podcast, I'll put the screen next to me. <laughs> what? Why don't we meet up in a park two metres apart from each other? <laughs> what, you, I mean, just saying, shall we meet up in a park sounds so dodgy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but... You, Why don't you... we meet up in a park? <laughs> <laughs> We've never met up in a park. We've, we can meet up in a park. We can record a podcast, film some talkity ticks. <laughs> talkity ticks. <laughs> Let's be honest. When we do get back to actually meeting him, there's going to be a TikTok about it. <laughs> so look, people, people, people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but again, thank you for listening. We do enjoy it. Let us know. We do, we do enjoy it. We do enjoy it. We do enjoy you listening. We enjoy knowing that we're not just talking to each other, especially as at this point it's just a scream. Also, I tell you what, because we we've been looking at our old stats, we're being listened to in a lot of countries. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. I like the fact that we're being listened to all over the world. Yeah, I find it weird. I find it's it weird. It's very strange. Tobias, yeah. it's time to say goodbye. Bye, people. Stay safe, and almost as importantly, stay manic. Stay manic.